0: Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motor Studio, mobile today. Actually, mobile for the second straight day here. We were able to get the second hour on yesterday. Uh, Because of flights. Let's see. Tuesday, I woke up in Orlando. Wednesday, I woke up in State College. Today, I woke up in Michigan. (laughs) Had some schedule. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. You and I were catching up yesterday morning. You were still at the house uh, about 10 in the morning, and then (laughs) not even five hours later, boom. Yeah. Left on Uh, So, yeah, obviously a lot to talk about. Uh, I had to take care of the first hour of the show yesterday the way we did because of travel, I mean, I had no choice. Um, uh, part of it was uh, uh, basketball decided to leave uh, earlier yesterday. Well, I mean, if that when that happens, you know, I, mean, I ended up so I was able to do the second hour of the show live here, and then the first hour we had to do uh, with Nicole Auerbach back and Tony looking at the college football playoff and so forth, stuff that we've done before. So every once in a while we have to do that because of my travel schedule. Because obviously you really can't do the show from the plane. Uh, But there are people who actually think you can do the show from the plane. But that's okay. You know, it's, you know, it's, (laughs) I don't understand why he's not on the show live. (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) That's where that old common sense thing comes into play. Not tons of it out there. Have you noticed that? Uh, It's not really a high common-sense deal in terms of the real world. Um, So let's get to uh, the uh, five players that have entered the draft. Uh, We did hit on four of them yesterday. Miles Sanders became the fifth today. So in the second hour of the show, we were able to hit on the players entering the draft. Because that's about the time they were declaring anyway, wasn't it? Sean was in the second hour. Actually, we were able to get three of them on yesterday. Uh, Ryan yeah, Bates. The only, uh, yeah. the only one we didn't get was Givens. Yeah, I caught wind on uh, it. That was like after six last night when that broke. Yeah. And I was, uh, he's the only one I didn't get an inkling of in advance. That surprised me as well. You know, I think at the end of the season, I had a pretty good idea about Miller, I had a pretty good idea about Sanders, pretty good idea about McGovern, pretty good idea of Bates. I never once heard Givens, uh, so that's the one where I was like, okay, uh, all right. that that was the one that of of the five is the curveball to me, uh, which is fine. You you have to understand. Let's take let's take it from several angles here, which I think you have to with this. Number one, let's start with the angle of the player themselves. Okay, you have to know what their personal situation is moving forward, because here is an opportunity for a Sharif Miller, who doesn't come from a background of of affluence, where he can get in there and he can help his family. Okay. And he's worked, and he is a hard worker. He is a team guy. He's a guy that pulled Yitor Gross Matos aside and said, look, in order to be better, you've got to be more serious about watching tape and how you watch tape and what you're looking for. So even though Miller probably knew all season long that he wanted to go this route, he was still throwing himself into the team and throwing himself into a teammate because it was better for the teammate and it was better for the team. But he also doesn't come from a background of affluence. I think it's pretty safe to say that Kevin Givens does not come from uh, a position of affluence uh, with his family either. So he has shown versatility of playing. You know, remember you're talking. This is this is a, a talent, hard work, and player development come into play here. He was a stand-up player at Altoona, playing stand-up defensive end, playing outside linebacker, and he gets to Penn State. Now he's got to put his hand in the dirt. And he showed flashes that he could be a very good defensive end, but then they moved him inside. He had to put weight on. He was a guy that uh, always struggled for a while putting weight on, believe it or not. Uh, something a lot of us can't relate to. And uh, But he was finally getting, able to get himself into the mid to upper 280s and maintain his quickness. He's a really good player. There's no getting around that. And him staying would have been a big plus for Penn State. There's no getting around. Sheree Miller, all, all five of these guys, if they stay, really help Penn State next year. Right? Simple but accurate statement. They've already proven themselves. They've proven themselves to the coaching staff. They've proven themselves to the fans. Uh, you know, They've proven themselves to their opponents. They're really, really good players. But again, for Miller, here's a chance to help his family. Givens, here's a chance to help his family. Now, Connor McGovern, for example, got a, I, you're going to presume he probably got a high grade, um, uh, and you know his family's fine. His father, I believe, is the superintendent up at Lake Lehman, uh, and you know, I mean, so they're they're doing well. And, but when you get a grade that shows that, yeah, you might be going, and I don't know what his grade was, but I'm I'm guessing. Uh, you know, I mean, I think, was it Mel Hyper had him number one on his guard board? Something like that. Um, uh, so I can, you know. I could see him going. Yeah. Now let's get to the next part. Let's see Ryan Bates. I think we pretty much felt even going into the preseason. Even into the preseason I thought there was a good chance that Bates might go. He's been here 4 years. He's worked hard at multiple positions here. He actually came here as a center. Uh he then moved to the guard. And then, of course, whatever tackle. And he's done everything the program's asked him to do. We need you to play left guard. He plays left guard. We need you to play left tackle. He plays left tackle. We need you to play right tackle. He plays right tackle. And that, you know, he probably feels that, you know, can he improve his stock moving forward? Miles Sanders is an interesting spot where he gained over 1,200 yards. He improved as a pass catcher. And he improved as a blocker. Okay, the last two are really important moving forward for the NFL as a running back, because obviously you know he can run the ball. And all credit to his youth coach. His youth coach, Sanders used to be a he used to be a a guy that was a East West East West as a kid. And his youth coach told me, said, "Look, like, you keep doing the East West stuff. I am going to move you to guard." Well, he went out in the next play and he did an East West play, and he. Guess what he did? He moved him to guard. Sanders was like, what? I told you, if you did, you're going to move to guard. You're going to run straight ahead. You're going to run downhill. Well, you know, Miles has become a very good downhill runner. It is also a year where everything goes in cycles. It appears that next year is a cycle that should be deep with running backs. It appears that in this particular year, it's a bit thinner at running back, which opens the door to help out his mom, and obviously to help out himself. And there's another part that comes into play, and I don't know if the players think about this that much. They might, because if, you know, if they're getting an advisor, an advisor would tell them this. If you get in now, you can play yourself into, into your second contract at the age of, I don't know, 25. That second contract is so important. That second contract is the contract that can set you up for a long period of time. You get a third contract, oh, man, you are, you are sailing in the NFL. So that's that's where it is with the players. So you got to think about the player's personal uh, situation. you got to think about the depth of a certain position and what is going to be best for them. You do have to think about that. Uh, Obviously, if you're a Penn State fan, you want the best for them. There's no doubt about that. But you're also very concerned about what does the big picture look like. Uh, What's different about this is that we've had players over the years at Penn State leave early. All right? But it's always been a player here and there. Mike Munchak, Todd Blackledge, Richie Anderson, uh, Kajana Carter, uh, LaVar Arrington. You know, it's always been a player. Saquon Barkley. It's always been a player you never had five leave at once, and that is a shock to the system. Uh, in the end, when you're recruiting high-level talent, which James Franklin and his staff have been doing, you're going to get five players entering the draft. Is this going to happen? Because that's how you've been recruiting. Now, let's go back to a quote that Jack Ham had to be, I want to say, during the 16th season. Jack said during the game when, when they changed up some young players in the backfield, in the defensive backfield, he said, look, if you come to Penn State, you should expect to play right away. Penn State plays a lot of players. Well, in the end, by playing a lot of players, that does, even though you're losing some really, really good talent, it does in some way blunt that. We'll talk about that in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Hey, by the way, uh, uh, David Robertson has signed a two-year deal with at least $23 million in guaranteed cash with the Phillies. That's a good pickup. That's a good pickup. You normally don't want a guy like – Robertson's the kind of guy who's a really good relief pitcher. You don't really – when he's had chances to be in the closer's role, like he knows he's the closer, he's not comfortable. All right? But if you put him in a role where he's occasionally a closer, occasionally a setup guy, occasionally has to come into the fifth, sixth inning, he can really be good. I think he fills a lot of different roles for the Phillies moving forward. So they signed him today. And I guess Bryce Harper is visiting as well or something like that. So um all right. So now let's get to what does Penn State do from here? I mean They've been recruiting in such a way, and again, if you noticed how the uh, announcements were handled, did you notice the 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 same writing, the same font, everything like that? that would, you know, they made their statements, and it was all done internally. and And Chris Peterson put out a release last night. Okay, so a Penn State's known about this for weeks. I mean, and for if you 're James Franklin, you want to know about this. Any coach wants to know ahead of time what's going on with this. You want to know what is the shape of your roster. you want to know what you have to do in recruiting, what position you may have to to concentrate on. How do you want to handle now the late signing period on February sixth right? so now you know where you need to go because Penn State's roster, I want to say is at eighty scholarship players right now. So let's get to, let's let's talk about Miles Sanders. That running back room has in Ricky Slade, who's a really good prospect. Journey Brown really came on and got better and better as the season went along. Uh, now and then you go. There's a walk on and CJ Holmes, who had been at Notre Dame, is actually a walk on with the program, and they recruited Devin Ford and Noah Kane. They are said to be outstanding prospects. All right, outstanding prospects. You know, we know about stars and things like that, but they're outstanding prospects. Okay. Now you go to the offensive line. There's no doubt Bates and McGovern are going to be missed. That's 40% of your offensive line that you've been hoping you would get back. But I'll say this. Sometimes, you know, having somebody there an extra year does create a log jam when it comes to another talented player. And in this case, that talented player I think is Mike Miranda. Mike Miranda, I thought, if you notice in the Rutgers game, Miranda played a lot for McGovern at that right guard spot. McGovern missed a lot of plays in the Rutgers game. And Miranda played really well, and then he ended up starting the Maryland game where they put McGovern at center and that couldn't play in that game. And Miranda played really well in that game. I feel like Mike Miranda's time has come. I mean, he's, he's going to be a redshirt sophomore next year. He's got three years of eligibility remaining. And I think the door is open for him. Dez Holmes, I think the door is starting to open for him. They'll have to make a decision now with C.J. Thorpe. I don't know if the Givens exit uh, plays a role as to what they want to do with C.J. Thorpe. So we'll see what they want to do in the spring where C.J. Thorpe ends up. Uh, and then you've got you know Rasheed Walker, for example. Walker had himself a really good bowl practice session. Walker was really good. And, you know, now obviously getting into games and getting that done is is going to be a little different. I understand that. Nobody nobody emphasizes that more than me. Uh, and the um, but I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. And you know and then you get some other guys that they've JC guy that they brought in that supposedly a lot of people were really high on Obviously, I haven't seen him, so for me to comment on that would be wrong, but still they've had that and so i would say, oh, I've seen him do this I haven't seen him do anything uh, you know in the in the winter program, and in you know that's when I'll, the first time i'll see I'll see him but you know that's uh, so they've got some depth there, you know let's see what they want to do with a guy like Des Holmes, for example, who'd been playing some guard. Uh, now, the, now the defensive tackle spot. Mustafer played a lot this year. And I think Mustafer has a lot of upside. I think he's going to be really good. Getting Hansard back would help. Okay, Getting Allison Jordan back would help. Rob Windsor staying helps. Windsor had a great finish to his season. Um, he had a great finish to his season. Uh, and so you've got that, and now you want to see how some other young players come into play. Thorpe obviously played there. I mentioned him. Uh, you know, will a guy like Judge Culpepper, for example, and Aeneas Hawkins, will be they then make the next step? That's something that, you know, we're going to have to all of us wait to see about that. They both have really nice upsides. But having a really nice upside and then actually doing it, all right, that's something that they're going to have to prove. I thought Hansard last year had himself a really good spring. And I thought he was off to a good start, and things were going pretty well for him in this season, but you still saw some things he had to work on, then he got hurt. Okay. Then you get to the defensive end. You've got Shane Simmons, you've got Chaka Tony, you've got Ytor Grossmatos, you got Daniel Joseph. Okay. And then there's a guy like Jason Oway. I think they handled Oway right. Um, you know, some people, why didn't he play in the bowl game? Look, Owe's only been playing football for, what, three years? A couple of years in high school, now this year? He is a tremendous athlete that is learning on the job. And I think he has a chance to be really good. And again, having a guy like Miller there would be great for next season because, again, you'd have those bookends of Miller and Yuto Grosmatos. But at the same time, does that then stall? How much you're using a Jason Owen. And Shane Simmons, who had a fabulous preseason, then suddenly got banged up. He's got a he's got a he's got uh a lot to him I really like. As long as he stays healthy, which he did the second half of the season. But in the preseason, before he got banged up, he was really. Showing, I mean, Jack and I were at a practice one day and we're like, wow, he has really come on. And then all of a sudden, a week later, he's banged up and he can't play for a while. And that's just, that that's the crusher of all this. Okay, we're in Michigan. Donnie Collins is going to join us in the next half hour to talk about this. That's some open line time, and then Nathan Davis on Bucknell's comeback in Army last night. Penn State basketball tonight with one of the five undefeated teams in America, Michigan. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And The next stop on the tour is Michigan. As I said, I woke up in Orlando Tuesday. I woke up in State College Wednesday, and I woke up in Michigan today. <laughs> A life I would not trade. But at the same time, <laughs> you do get all over the place doing this, and it's caused us to make an adjustment here or there as to what we're doing with the show, we had to make a one-hour adjustment yesterday, and then they did the second hour live. Um, uh, that's that was all because of travel yesterday. Basketball decided to leave earlier, so when they leave earlier, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drive out here. I, I've done that before. I've actually driven here before, but I did that for the Big Ten Network. <laughs> I had to do a wrestling match out here. Speaking of wrestling, they won the Southern Scuffle, but that you know, which is expected. They're they're great, but see, wrestling doesn't have to deal with what we're talking about here. If you're a professional sport, if you're a sport with a professional component, you have to deal with this. Any baseball players leaving to go into the baseball draft early? Look, I mean, look at the number of players that left now Penn State hockey to go now into the AHL or to an NHL team. Uh, You know, I'm sure. John Beeline would love to have Glenn Robinson III here tonight. Uh, Can't. He's in the NBA. He left early. Uh, Patrick Chambers would love to have Tony Carr here tonight. Nope. Left early for the NBA draft. Well, now that's the way it is uh, in today's sports with professional sports looming. And then there's football. The difference is that Penn State has never had five players declare early for the draft. That then becomes for the fan base, which I completely understand, concerning. But it also tells you the level they've been recruiting at, and it also tells you about the job they've done with player development. And you will get a great reputation when it comes to both as you continue recruiting and bringing more talent in. All right. With that, let's bring in Donnie Collins, Grand Times Tribune. Donnie, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you with us. Hey, Steve, how are you? Doing well. Uh, Look, it's the modern era of what college football is. We've seen this all the time at other places. Penn State fans aren't used to mass names being entered into the NFL draft. What were your thoughts on the five names that went in?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think if you went and surveyed all the the beat guys and everybody who's been around, maybe probably – you might feel this way yourself. I, I, I was not surprised at four names, and was surprised at, at a fifth name. I, I, I wasn't sure on Givens, but the other four I was pretty convinced would go. But I think if you went and asked other people, they'd tell you they they thought Givens would go too, or, or they didn't or didn't think McGovern would go, and you know whatever. I it's I, I don't know what to make of it yet because really, I mean, over the past couple of years, you've had some. Some junior players who really could have entered the draft and, and didn't. You know, Marcus Allen didn't uh, after after 17, and, and 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 Amani didn't after 17, or after 16 with Allen and Amani didn't after 17. I, I don't know where to, you know, where to really take this other other than you know you take it with you know what every individual players. Circumstances where I think McGovern was given a good rating by you know Mel Kiper, Adam is number one guard at one point. So, I mean, you, you can't be higher ranked than that. You know, right. you know, and, and, and so I, I, I'm I'm tending to look at it like that. Others I know. I mean, it, it's just going to be. Uh, is, is this the beginning of a, a just a different era for for Penn State football? Maybe for you know every, you know. Big time college football with with the draft, but I, I know this. I mean, James Franklin has told these kids, you know, you can get them in, get get them get them a degree in three three and a half years, and you know, some some of these guys get their degree in three and three and a half years, you know, and and a lot of them are getting in early anymore, so it, it could be that that's their goal. And, it, and and the other thing, you know, Noah Kane, when he when he uh, signed his letter of intent or announced his decision on signing day last month. Kind of said, this is my home for the next three years. So I think a lot of them come in with this idea that three seasons and done.
0: Yeah, I think they do too. I mean, that's it's, look, every single player, and I I don't I think that, I know it's a general statement. Every single player that signs a letter of intent at a power five school thinks this is the next step to the NFL. Anyway, I think that's a fair general statement. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, especially the you know. Well, I, I mean, here's something I, I don't know if people talk about this a lot, but it seems to me there's a lot more four and five star recruits than there used to be. I mean, there used to be a lot of three star recruits that would go places, and it, and I don't put any stock into this, but but I, but but I do in this sense because if you if you're a four star recruit and you're signing a letter of intent to go to a big time school, then yeah, you think you're going, you're, you think you're going three years and you're going to the to the NFL. So, so I, I think a lot of these guys have some. Yeah, not 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 these five guys in particular necessarily, but I think a lot of guys who, who who enter drafts, you know, do so with, you know, kind of more hope than reality. I I I really do believe yeah. that.
0: Well, there's there's another part of it too, and I think you made I, I think you put it the right way. You know, they're individual circumstances. You feel like Miles Sanders looks at his mom and says, "Here's my chance to help." Uh, I think Sharif Miller, I think looks at his family and says, "Here's my chance to help." Kevin Gibbons is probably in the same boat. You know, a guy like McGovern is not. I mean, I mean, I think that you're right. I think it's all on rating, and McGovern's family is the superintendent of the schools there for goodness sakes. Uh, so you know, I think part of it, I think some enter into it, is what you said: individual circumstances do mean something as a decision.
1: Yeah, and it's very difficult when you talk to Sharif Miller for a for a long time, and you hear his backstory, and and you get to know him a little bit. It's very difficult to tell Sharif Miller, hey. Your draft stock might go up another round or two next year. Well, he needs the money now. He's he's close to his degree anyway. Yeah, you know, he that that's you know that's what you go to college for. He, he, he can get that, and then you know while he's while he's pursuing that, he can pursue the NFL. Maybe somebody will take a chance on him. Maybe he'll get a a pretty good signing bonus. A pretty good signing bonus for Sharif Miller is a lot of money. That it's life-changing money, and 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 I'm sure yeah. the same exists for Givens, and the am sure, sure the same exists for Sanders. and are guys, and that's why they do it. And it, it's just very difficult until you understand individually what 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 each of these guys go through on a, on a daily basis outside of football to to judge what what their decision should be. Because really, if you're a fan, you're a reporter. You're looking at it from a football perspective. You, sure. and strictly and, and, I, and I think strictly from a football perspective all of these guys should have come back I, I I don't think they could hurt themselves coming back and and especially a guy like Sanders I think he could if he comes back next year and, and, and protects the football I think he's primed for a big year and, and, and he could be a, a first or second round pick but he, and he's not going to be that now but at the same at the same token he can get hurt so this is this is the all chance right. this, this is the time to go out there and, and, and go out and, and get your money and 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 if if you really believe that that now now you need it right now then i i i can't as a as a human being tell you
0: not to do it well i mean let's look at nick bosa nick bosa could have played the last month of the season mm-hmm. he could have right nick bosa left school i mean i mean that was in the middle of the season left his team uh because he knows he's going to be a top 5 pick and he didn't want to risk it anymore I mean that's I mean that's that's where we've come to in all this. I think the Jalen Smith injury in the Fiesta Bowl when Notre Dame played Ohio State, I think has had an incredible influence on players sitting out of bowl games, but also how players view uh, college football to get to the NFL. Because I think I think his injuries had a, an impact. That's a domino that I I don't think can be reversed. I, absolutely, I, I agree with that. And that that was the start.
1: I remember. We, I mean, we were in Jacksonville when that happened. Yes. I remember. I, I remember thinking to myself, "That is, got people are going to take notice of this, and whether they would or not, I didn't know. But, but I thought, like privately, like, oh, guys are going to be concerned about playing in this game. And then I think it was the, the very next year you had McCaffrey and uh, and Leonard Fournette. Fournette who just didn't play. So that was it. <laughs> then the then the, then the gates are opening for, for 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 good reason. So, so yeah, I I mean the 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 smart the smart money I mean if 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 you're Miles Sanders and you're thinking I, I I could be a fourth round pick this year or I could be a second round pick next year but I got a I, I got a risk to I got a risk week to week injury practice to practice injury and then I'm going to go and I'm going to not play in the bowl game anyway um yeah I I I think it makes some sense to to kind of Weigh your options and 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 weigh the the risk reward. Whether those couple of you know extra hundred thousand dollars or tens of thousands of dollars or whatever the the difference is, is that that he's going to lose is worth it. But yeah, I, I I think college football has some questions to answer there. And you know a lot of you no know, a lot of guys played the bowl games this year and I think they took big risks. I mean Kentucky took a I mean, your, Benny Snell's like a big risk playing Josh Allen yeah. took a big risk. Well, what, what if you know, Josh Allen's going to be the first second third pick in the draft so right. what if he gets hurt well you know, he, you know how many he costs himself millions and, and it worked out for him it worked out for Saquon but you know it it, it didn't work out for, for Smith so so you you, you got a it, 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 it's a total gamble do you want to take you want to take the gamble and, and I think every player asks themselves that and I do not blame anybody who says no
0: Uh, To me, this tells everybody a lot about the talent that James Franklin's brought into the program, that you have players that are good enough to be considered as early entries into the draft. Now it's a question of replacing them. He and his staff obviously knew all about this before they even went to Orlando. You could tell by the prepared statements that were put out by the players yesterday, all in the same format, same font, everything like that. I mean, that came out of the football office, okay? And, and Chris Peterson put, the, put out the release yesterday and so forth. So they knew all about this, which means you get to the part about placing them uh, and taking the next step for the next year and the year after. How do you look at potential replacements? Because James does play a lot of people.
1: Yeah, he, he needs depth now. You know, I, I think they're okay, especially at running back. Um, yes. You know, with you know Kane and Ford coming in, that that that's great. I mean, you get, I mean, everybody's talking about those two guys because they're in the recruit, recruiting class. But Jeremy Brown looks pretty good to me too. And and then obviously Ricky Slay, he was my MVP pick in the Citrus yeah. Bowl. It didn't work out, but I, that's that's what I think Ricky Slay. I, I, that's the kind of player I think he could be. So they they got four, you know, top of the line young running backs. So right. I, I think Sanders, they lost. They lost, but but I you know I, I think they'll be able to replace them. Um, I mean, getting to your point about you know they they knew this was happening. They, they've known for a while this is happening. Sure. Um, you know we you know McGovern's obviously from this area. I had heard a lot of chatter that he was going to go, and this is dating back to November, December, right. early December. But but you know they, they recruited a junior college offensive lineman.
0: They, and that, that and, happened. Right, and then there's Mike Miranda, who's played a lot down the stretch, including replacing McGovern for its several series in the Rutgers game. And I thought Miranda—I mean, there's certain times, uh, Donnie, where you feel like it's quote the other guy's time to ascend anyway. And I think it's, this is Miranda's time anyway.
1: Yeah, it's Miranda's time, and, and and C.J. Thorpe. I thought he I thought he played okay at at defensive yeah. tackle in the yeah. in the Citrus Bowl, but he's he's an offensive lineman. James makes no. Hey, he makes no. He pulls no punches on that one. I think they could move him back, and you know, Wigan's a good, really good recruit who could step in because I mean, he was he was a junior college kid. He was a really good one. So yeah. I, I think that I think they have a question at one of the tackle spots, but you know, I, I, I think they'll be very, very, very very capable of, of replacing what they lost on the offensive line, defensive line. I, I think that's... you know, they knew how good they they had gotten. Up front, and, and now it's just a matter of replacing them. But you, but you still, still on both sides of, on both sides of the line, you have the young player who really who really develops coming back. I e mean, tour is going to come back at least you know probably for next year. Yeah, um, he, he's got to come back for next year, but probably his last year. But I thought at the uh, on, on the offensive line, I thought the best lineman on the on the team at the end of the year anyway was Mennett. So yeah. I, I I think they I, I think they have a good. Good core, good nucleus of guys coming back it's just a matter of you know it's the communication piece of it up front is is so yeah so important and and, and they're going to need
0: to develop that in the spring throughout the summer. A hey, mustafer played a lot windsor's scheduled to come back shane simmons uh, Jason Oway now is going to get a full time shot. Out there, I mean, they've they've got young players waiting in the wings at at the key spots where they just lost players. They have young players waiting, and it's going to just like take the Walker kid, for example, and, mm-hmm. at tackle. I mean, yeah. he's obviously a player that they have confidence, in. they were able to get him into a few games.
1: Yeah, Tr- and Trace actually mentioned him after the game. He, he mentioned two young guys. He mentioned Walker, and he mentioned Justin Shorter as having really really yeah. strong camps. Uh, in, in bowl practice, so so I, I yeah I, I think I, I mean it's that's that's the thing with this team. You know, if, if they didn't start losing guys to, to the pros, people would wonder if Franklin was developing them. <laughs> so so right, now you exactly got, you got younger guys coming in. You're just not. It's not going to be like the old days when when you know these, you know, these linemen felt like you know, Marco Rivera and Jeff Harding felt like they were around forever. It's not going right. to be like that. It, it's going to be a blink of an eye and they're gone. But Hey, you know it, it's it, it is that's that's the way the game's got to be played, and the, the the way the coaching staff is right now, the way they recruit, uh, I think that it kind of benefits them because you know now they can really guarantee a, a top flight kid. Hey, you're going to play really, really soon. And, and exactly,
0: I, exactly. I, I Not think only that's that, so important. Right, and exactly, and it gets into player development. Look, who's the first player to leave early with a year of eligibility remaining from Penn State? In nineteen eighty one it was Mike Munchak from your area. Okay? Mm-hmm. The rule okay. back then Yeah, the rule back then was you had to get your degree first. Well Mike did. Right? And after eighty one, it's like, oh no. Well, you had Farrell and Munchak, how they gonna be in eighty two. Okay, now I know you had to just replace one player and not five. Then the next year, Blackledge left early. Blackledge had another year to go. Now, obviously, '83 was a struggle for Doug Strang and those guys at quarterback, but this has gone on for 35 years. It just hasn't happened where five guys did it at once. That's the difference. I mean, Donnie, it's it's the new millennium. It's the new. It is now.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's the NFL is, is the dream for these kids, and it, it, and that's that's the plan. And the other thing is they can talk to agents now. So you, so you you hear people telling them, hey, look, you know, you can you you, you, you know do it for three years, stay for four, whatever. But you know, consider after your junior year, and so, so so they're getting a lot of feedback from a from a lot of different places, and and, and you know it's it's just it's just a it's a new world. We, we just got to we just got to adjust to it. But there are some benefits to it. Like I said, I mean, you can you know do you, you get do you get Noah Kane if if Miles Sanders isn't going to leave?
0: Yeah, I mean that you know that's what I mean. If you have a program where you're you're not worth a darn. You don't have guys leaving early. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, simple as that. Ohio State has tons of guys leaving early. All the time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Michigan I'm here in Michigan right now, they got guys leaving. I mean Higdon's yeah. leaving early, didn't play in the bowl game, you know. Uh and, and so forth. They, you know, same story. Uh if you have talent, talent will grow, nurture, and then leave. Yeah. That's just the, that's the way it is today. It's just that's the way the rules are, and that's the nature of the money and how to get that all important second contract maybe a year earlier in life. Yeah,
1: and it's that way. It, 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 we, we, we're, we're focused on football. It's that way in every sport. Sure, it is. Every, every sport they're, they're trying to you, the, the the analysts, the scouts, the general managers, and baseball, basketball—they're guys. They they want that they want that guy who right. who's a year younger that they could you know that they could work and, and and develop and hey that you know a lot of these guys that are that are doing that know this I mean they're not just doing it thinking you know they're not doing it with 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 just hopes and dreams they're doing it strategically so I, 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 will all these guys get drafted I don't know but so I think they'll all end up in camps they'll all end up making money and they'll they'll all be able to take their run at it.
0: Hey, Penn State's playing basketball tonight without Tony Carr. Okay, mm-hmm. hey, it happens in every sport. I mean, Glenn Robinson the uh, third—he'd be a senior right now here at Michigan. Yeah, he's—he's he's playing in the NBA. I mean, it's just look—it's just the way of the world now. It's just—I just don't think Penn State fans are used to it yet.
1: No, but they're going to. There's a lot of things over the last couple of years that Penn State fans haven't been used to that that they've gotten used to, and I think this is just the the next step in in line with that and you know it, it, the game's gonna constantly evolve and every game does it's just you know this is this is a place that with a lot of tradition and fans love it so i i get that part of it but yeah you know, and, and and again like i said next year hey maybe five guys decide to stay i think it's, i think it's totally right. individual every no year year by year thing but but i, I my gut feeling is that it's not going to be that way that you're going to have you're going to have a, a slew of guys every year who decide to uh, forego that final year.
0: Donnie, always a pleasure. Appreciate your time very much. All right, Steve. Thanks so much. Donnie Collins, Grand Times Tribune. We have a lot more to talk about this in the next half hour. Look, uh, do I want it like the old days where everybody stayed four or five years? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that, I love that. You could count on it all the time, but this is not the way it is right now. So you have to adapt. Second hour coming up here on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Okay.